Hi, this is Graham Brown and welcome to the Excel Podcast. The Excel Podcast is a platform for the bigger conversations about leadership in the 2020s. Who's leading? How are they leading? And what stories do they have to share? Through the stories of leaders, we'll address the big challenges of our times from the era of AI to the Asian century to nurturing a new generation of entrepreneurs. If you're enjoying these conversations, subscribe to the podcast at xlpodcast.org. Standing in the middle of this community of thousands of people, and I'm with the man who started it all, Rod Drury. Hey, Graham. Nice to to meet you. I'm glad I managed to get five minutes with you. And I've heard you've had some adventures recently. Let's talk a little bit about some of your adventures. I last saw a photo of you in the Zero office in Singapore on some, it looked like a surfboard or what's the story? What well, have you been up to? Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you um, my latest thing is a flight board, F-L-I-T-E board.com. Uh, um, and uh, it's a electric surfboard with a, about a meter long mast and foil and and electric motor yeah. and uh, just met the founder um, down at Tweed Heads yesterday before Xerocon and um, brought a few mates over and uh, we learnt, learnt, we learnt a flight board which was uh, pretty exciting flying above the water. So what can you do on that thing? How yeah, far it, can you go on that? You, well the, the engine uh, batteries last for about an hour so you can go exploring yeah. at speed but quietly over, over yeah. the water just beautiful and you are really flying doing nice turns so it's a l- little bit like snowboarding on water. Oh nice. It's great yeah. Are you a man of adventure? Um, I'm, I'm like the softest man of adventure. I actually went um, heliboarding two weeks ago. Oh, wow. And that nice. was complete imposter syndrome. You're kind of looking up and you see these jagged mountains and then three minutes later you're standing on the top Then the helicopter goes away, then uh, the guides Powder. drop away and you're standing there thinking this is a long way from writing software. Yeah. And uh, that was one of those moments where you've got to talk yourself and don't freak out, follow the trails and you'll eventually see where the run goes and then you end up having some of the best turns of your life. But uh, that was pretty Is it, full on. I know you talked about an injury that you've got. And you've got, let's talk about how you did that first. Because I think it sort of sums up, you like to kind of live a little bit close to the edge. I like doing adventure sports. Yeah. And um, now I'm not working as much, you know, finding something to do every day. So got back into mountain biking, mm. especially with e-mountain biking. And um, What's e-mountain biking? Is that electronically electrically assisted? assisted but right. means you're riding every day. So I've lost a lot of weight and uh, riding a lot. Now I've got a bunch of us, a bunch of good mates in our 50s, all with e-bikes trying to learn how to jump. So uh, my sore shoulder is learning how to do drops. Did you, did I did you everything have a spell? wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of parallels between entrepreneurship and stepping outside your comfort zone a little bit. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. I love doing Ironman triathlon. I love sort of pushing it right to the edge a little bit. I feel that you've got to get out your comfort zone if you really want to experience and, and just enjoy being uncomfortable. Yeah. When you started out zero, how was it for you? Because you came from a really, I, I suppose, a, a comfortable career path, right? And then you set up on your own. Tell us a little bit about that sort of beginning. You know, I'd actually been an entrepreneur. I'd done three or four businesses before. So um, kind of, I guess it goes really right back to um, being 15 or 16 at school. We had a fantastic uh, teacher. This has been computers were first coming into school. This was um, Apple II computers, and I learned how to program. And from a you know person coming from a small set of rocks in the South Pacific, that you could actually build things with your brain yeah. and not have to work every hour. You could put your brain into something creative that made a machine that worked. That was pretty exciting. So I got hooked on software when I was at school. And um, actually, we had a really good um, accounting teacher as well. So we learned bookkeeping and double-entry accounting, and I just loved the maths of that. 
And um, so I'd always been interested in both those subjects and uh, worked for Arthur Young and Pam Ernst and Young. We started a software development team inside there and then uh, peeled out and created our own little business because we wanted to work for a software company, but there really weren't any in uh, New Zealand. So we started our own sort of Microsoft services biz and got it up to about 60 people and sold that. And, and then, uh, then then I was on my way, had a bit of capital to invest in um, building my own businesses and it's got bigger and bigger and crazier. Yeah. What drives you to keep going? Uh, well, for me, it was the magic of software, being able to build cool stuff. And then um, what's been super interesting, when I uh, um, the last company I had was a business called Aftermail, an email archiving solution. And we didn't, we didn't build it to build a world-class business. We wanted to you know, prove we could build a world-class product. So we uh, built this um, archiving system for Exchange and um, ended up um, uh, winning best, Marcus, uh, best, Marcus, best product at the um, Microsoft sort of Global Developers Conference, which really showed that we could build world-class tech. And yeah. that was um, probably the most satisfying thing, as well as the check, even more than the check, was that big complete validation that we could build, you know, really good technology and then um i remember when we, when we got a when we got acquired and vinnie smith the uh, founder of quest who, who who brought us you know sort of looked down the back of the room and said look there's rod from uh, aftermail you know, he's a great guy and cool product and he had to say that because he brought us then he turned around and talked about his business and um you know and who they competed with who'd been taken out who they'd um who they'd acquired what their strategy was so you sort of think you get up to level 10 and level 11 presents itself. And I realized I was just a pawn in his game. Right. And I thought, I want that. I want to um, actually do a public company where I have the capital to execute strategy. And, you know, now with Zero, we've done acquisitions. Yeah. We've brought other companies. We've, we've made other people's money. We've um, you know, got staff that have paid off their mortgages and, and all those things and built this amazing community of people, which is much bigger than us. Yeah. And where you are now, I know you're talking about going to level 11 and you've you're not, not full-time in Zero anymore. You've kind of stepped back. And now, no, no, I fully stepped back. I'm just yeah. on the board, which is still busy, but um, the execs do the thing, so I don't really yeah. speak at the events anymore. I've got to make room for them. So, you know, now now I've finished that, what I'm interested in is, you know, how do you, um, you know, how do you do things kind of at the government level, which, um, you know, because I don't, I don't have to work. I've got the Zero stuff going on. So, um, you know, spending a lot of time thinking about in, in my own country, what are the big national strategies we mm. should be working with, and I can you know open the door and have those discussions and move things forward and um, can raise money for 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 things and you know develop the thick skin over the years so you can actually stand there with um, with big ideas and 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 you can take a few arrows. So I'm quite enjoying that role. I'm doing more and more of that and. Um, you know, there's you know five to ten projects I think need to be done, and just sort of working my way quietly through them, which gives me a purpose. Yeah, when Rod Drury wakes up in the morning, now you're not going to work, quote unquote. No, well, what? my first thing is I've, I've um, got a few good friends around me, so we you know we usually go for a mountain bike in the morning, or we'll go for a surf, or something like that. And then um, you know, I've got my board meetings, I'm spending a lot of time with the kids now, and uh, really enjoying that. But then, um, from a from a career point of view, it's it's thinking about um, you know how am I supporting the zero team, yeah, and then um, you know what are the big things that we should be working on at, at at the country level and use New Zealand as an example that other countries pick up on. Yeah, can I ask you how old are your kids? Um, 11, 13, and fifteen. Right. So I'm at the age where like my fifteen um, year old boy is only going to be at home for the next two or three yeah. years, and and I've you know had. 
probably 15 years of my career traveling almost every week. So uh, prioritizing them for a few years is really yeah. key. Do you think they would become entrepreneurs like you? I mean, I've got a 13-year-old boy and I always wonder about, will he, you know, he'll pick up maybe through example, but how do you teach that to somebody to, you know, get off their butt and go and do it? Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really hard question, and I speak to, I ask people about that who are in similar positions to me because, um, you know, I didn't have anything growing up. Yeah. I, you know, had to pay, um, you know, did all jobs. No parents didn't give me any money. Had to pay for my own uh, education and all of those things, and that does create a bit of a work ethic. And uh, you know, our kids live in pretty comfortable surroundings and do nice holidays and that sort of stuff. So making sure they've still got that hunger. I don't know if I crack that, but it's certainly something I'm very aware of and. You know, um, that's an that's a thing that I'm, you know, continuing to question and uh, learn from other people on. That's tough. I yeah. was listening to Gordon Ramsay saying that when he gets, he's got five kids, when he gets onto the plane, he turns left and goes into first class. He sends all his kids to economy. Mm. He says, you can sit up here when you've earned it. Yeah. So I can imagine what people say about him. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it works if uh, one of them is four years old. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. It was great. I mean, Rod, thanks for coming over and having a chat with us. Thank you. Thanks for coming all the way. Yeah. So you think you're going to be coming back here every year? Oh, yeah. I love this. This is like, you know, it's a real family, the Zero community and, you know, walking around and seeing how friends have grown and and it keeps them real too. Like, uh, you know, being able to, um, you know, watch the journey of our partners, our accounting partners, even our staff grow. You know, we've had staff that I remember coming into the business really early who are now doing massive keynotes and getting thunderous applause. I'm super proud of that. You've been listening to the XL Podcast with me, Graham Brown. To subscribe and discover more conversations, go to www.xlpodcast.org.